Originally, I was going to talk today about the adventures I had with my 100-year-old father, but when I realized that today was Mother's Day, I was like, oh yeah, that's what I'm supposed to talk today about. I'm supposed to talk about mother love. As some of you know, I was raised in Christian science by my mom, and the textbook for this way of life, Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures, has this to say about mother love. Mary Baker Eddy writes, Father Mother Love is a name for deity, which indicates his tender relationship to his spiritual creation. Man and woman, as coexistent and eternal with God, forever reflect in glorified quality the infinite Father Mother God. A mother's affection cannot be weaned from her child because the mother love includes purity and constancy, both of which are immortal. Love, the divine principle, is the father and mother of the universe, including man. In divine science, we have not as much authority for considering God masculine as we have for considering him feminine, for love imparts the clearest idea of deity. Mother love isn't flimsy or fragile. Mother love is enduring, wise, just, brave, and joyful. My own mother was a wonderful expression of mother love. When I was a little girl, I'd play outside all summer long from morning until night, and at the end of the day, I'd come inside with my legs aching from running all day. Mom would sit on the side of my bed at night and massage my legs and sing hymns from the Christian Science Hymnal. I remember this song in particular. In thee I have no pain or sorrow, no anxious thought, no load of care. Thou art the same today, tomorrow. Thy love and truth are everywhere. And I'd feel the pain in my legs dissolving away. And it felt like I was enclosed in a bubble of warmth and light and joy and love. Mom showed me how to use the power of love to heal. Mom was wise. I remember in first grade, I had a crabby old teacher who didn't seem to like her students very much. I came home from school and told my mom about this teacher and how she didn't seem to like me or my classmates much. Instead of commiserating with me or calling the school to complain about this teacher, my mom said, we just need to love the hell right out of her. I took mom's words to heart and the next day commenced my campaign of love. I began bringing in bouquets of hand-picked flowers and leaving little love notes on my teacher's desk. And by the time teacher-parent conferences came around, my teacher told my mom how much she enjoyed me and how much my kindness had meant to her. And that's when we learned that her son and husband had both recently died and she'd been having a rough time of it. I'm so glad mom told me to love her. We just never know what's going on in other people's lives, do we? Mom was a warrior for justice. I remember being in the Sears store with my mom when I was about seven or eight and a racist man came up to my mom and nodded his head toward a black family walking through the store. And he said loud enough for them to hear, those people need to be shopping in their own store. And I remember how angered my mom was by his words. She was so angry, she was shaking. And she said to him, those people have as much right to be here as you or me. 
I remember the racist man got all red in the face and scurried away. I was so proud of my mom in that moment. She taught me how to stand up to bullies. Mom was brave. When I was in my 20s, I was always going off on hikes and trips on my own. And I know mom worried about me and was scared sometimes. But she never tried to stop me from having my adventures. She knew my life belonged to me and to my father-mother love. And she showed the purest, most courageous kind of mother love by letting me have my own life experiences. Now that my own sons are grown up and having adventures, I recognize how brave my own mother was. Mom knew how to laugh. A couple of months before she died, and I didn't know her life was so close to the end then, she said she wanted to get her teeth cleaned, so I brought her into my dentist. She had to fill out all these forms for the dentist, and when I handed her one last form to fill out, she said all exasperated, another one? I told her to behave herself, and she said, don't make me laugh. I'm trying to sign this thing. And then she said, you know, I'll get all these forms signed, and then next week I'll die. Missy, the dental hygienist, came out to fetch Mom then, and Mom got behind her walker and followed Missy down the hall. She said, watch out, I don't have a license for this thing. And Missy started cracking up. When Missy got her situated in the chair and shone that dental light down on Mom, Mom told her to feel free to pluck any chin hairs she found. Missy started laughing. She handed Ma's a glass of water and asked her to rinse. Then she asked Mom how she was doing. I'm full of it, Mom said. Missy grinned and asked her, you're full of it? And Mom said, water, that is. Then our dentist, Hans Rolf, came in. Hans Rolf is one of my favoriteest people ever. He's like a stand-up comic, and he and Mom hit it off right away. Mom told him she was there for the entertainment. She told Hans Rolf he should give Missy a raise. He said, what I need to do is get you all out of here. I'm outnumbered, and you're ganging up on me. Mom responded with some more smartassery, and then she said, I probably shouldn't have said that, should I? And Hans Rolf said, not just before I start working on your teeth, no. Another time, Mom and I had a full day of errands, doctor's office, veterinarian's office, to talk about her cat in the supermarket. At the doctor's office, Mom told the nurse that she had a lot of errands to run today. See, I'm wearing my serious clothes, she said. I looked down at her feet and said, your shoes belie that, to which she responded, I don't have any serious shoes. That day, Mom was wearing her, her cat shoes from Birkenstock. My dad was famous for his mountain climbing adventures, but what a lot of people don't know is that mom had her share of adventures too. When she'd been a little girl of four, she'd contacted rheumatic fever and was told to lead a quiet, sedate life. She did not do this. She climbed Mount Rainier twice, hiked all over the Pacific Northwest with dad, birthed three children. And 80 years later, when she finally had surgery to repair her heart, she was told she had the arteries of a teenager probably because she'd led such an active life. A year or two after mom died, my husband, Scott, grabbed an ice axe out of the garage to take on a hike with us. When we got up to the Artist Point parking lot and Scott really looked at the ice axe, we realized it had belonged to mom. It made us happy to know we were bringing Moss along on the hike with us. In February, 2017, Mom ended up in the hospital with congestive heart failure. Dad soon followed her there with a UTI. 
I'd visit mom on one floor and then visit dad on another floor and then come home, waiting for the phone to ring to let me know there was some new crisis I needed to take care of. A couple of days before mom was supposed to be released from the hospital, I learned that the assisted living place where she and dad lived wasn't going to take them back because of her medical condition. I had two days to find a new home for my parents. I began calling other assisted living places, but soon realized that the cost of the care my parents were going to need would clean out their savings in a couple months. I thought of using my own retirement savings, but realized that wasn't going to last long either. I prayed, and I don't mean I begged and pleaded with some guys sitting up in the clouds. Prayer for me means drawing my thoughts close to love and listening for love's direction. And the thought that came to me clearly was that I needed to bring my parents into my own home and care for them myself. I talked to Scott and he agreed to this plan and agreed to help me. I married a wonderful man. When mom was released from the hospital, she was brought to our home by ambulance and a hospital bed was set up for her in our family room. We spent all that day telling each other how much we loved each other. But at some point, my brave mom got scared. She knew she was dying. She asked me what was going to happen. Would we ever see each other again? I told her that nothing could separate us from the love we have for each other. I read that passage from Romans in the Bible. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from love. And mom nodded her head in affirmation. She felt the truth of those words. In the early hours of the morning, as I slept on a couch next to mom's bed, I felt myself brushed with love and joy and peace. I woke up and couldn't hear mom struggling to breathe anymore. I started to go back to sleep. And then I realized I got up, checked on her, and found she had moved on. But I felt the joy of her love still in that room with me. So now I had to find a home for Dad. Now that Mom was gone, her home wasn't the right place for him. He needed more skills than I had. The social worker at the hospital suggested I check into adult family homes for him and gave me a pamphlet with phone numbers and addresses. By the time I got home from the hospital, I was feeling mentally, emotionally, and physically exhausted. I needed time to find some peace for myself before I did anything else. I went for a walk and I prayed again, drew my thoughts close to love, and I was suddenly filled with joy and hope. I looked across a field and a rainbow arched across the sky. I felt mom with me telling me everything was going to be all right. I went home and started calling the phone numbers in the pamphlet. When I got to the second number, I felt like I found the right place for dad. My brother and I went over to check it out. There were bird feeders in the front yard and cats and dogs, and the woman who answered the door exuded mother love. I knew mom and she would have had an instant kinship, and the cost for dad's care fit in his budget. I felt like a huge weight had been lifted from my shoulders. We'd found Dad's home, a place that I hadn't even known existed a day before. Nothing is impossible.
to mother love. Not long after dad and mom moved to the Skagit Valley, I gave a talk at the Skagit Unitarian Universalist Fellowship and I brought them with me. I thought the UU Fellowship was the perfect place to introduce my parents to their new community. I knew they'd be greeted with love and joy and good humor. After the service, mom looked around the room and said, I could have my memorial service here. I filed that away. Within the year, mom passed, and I remembered what she'd said about her memorial service. We did celebrate her life in the UU Hall, and mom was right. It was a perfect place. On the day of the service, something really wonderful happened. I was waiting in Fred Myers for my friend Teresa, who was going to help me figure out what I needed to buy for the service. And I noticed this young man with a backpack, and there were all kinds of bags coming out of his pockets and his backpack. I was intrigued by him. I walked up to him and asked him if I could buy him a coffee at the Starbucks. He said, yeah, and he wondered if I could get him a card to buy food later, too. So we went to the card rack, and I got him a Kroger's card and bought him a coffee. By this time, Teresa had joined us. She looked at the young man and said, do you know why she bought you those cards today? Her mom died, and today we're celebrating her mom's life, and she's buying you those cards in honor of her mom, who is the most loving person in the world. As Teresa told him this, I realized she was right. Mom had taught me how to watch out for people and to do what I could to help. She showed me how to be the expression of mother love. Mother love isn't limited. It's not limited by gender. It's not limited to a she, a he, or a they. All of us can express mother love, and it's not something reserved just for our own children. Mother love is available for all of us to share with all the children of the universe. When my son was traveling through Europe at the beginning of the pandemic, there were moments when I was terrified for him. One night, I had to leave the home where the news was blaring more scary things about the pandemic. I drove my car to a place where I could see Mount Baker and sang a hymn from the Christian Science Hymnal to myself. The hymn is called Mother's Evening Prayer, and the words are by Mary Baker Eddy. Here's the first verse. Oh, gentle presence, Peace and joy and power, O light divine that owns each waiting hour, Thou love that guards the nestlings, faltering flies, Keep thou my child on upward wing tonight. I love the idea there that God, love, owns even the waiting hours, the hours when we're waiting for the quarantine to end or the flight to land or the phone call to come telling us everything's all right. Love owns even those in-between hours. Thank you so much for letting me join you today. It is always a joy.